T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Well, this week... I am at the Campbell House Museum in downtown St. Louis with Andy Hahn, the executive director of the museum. We are in a room with a Christmas tree. Tell me about this Christmas tree. So we're in the library of the Campbell House, which is on the uh, fourth story. And at Christmas time in this room, we feature what we call our Victorian Christmas tree. It's the first type of Christmas tree that you would see in an American house in the uh, middle of the 19th century. Uh, the tree itself is only about three and a half or four feet tall. Um, they were small. They were put on a piece of furniture, a table, or a, um, a small side table. Uh, and that's what this one is on. It's on the library table. The table has a fence going around it, uh, a wrought iron fence. And inside the fence are the tree and then a whole bunch of toys and gifts. <laughs> of course there's toys and gifts. That's right. Not exactly uh, PlayStations. <laughs> no. Uh, wrought iron toys, um, wood or uh, mechanical or stuffed animals. Now, there's one more feature that you said exists, and that is some sound. We're yes. on radio, so we got to hear some sound. <laughs> so this tree sits in a musical tree stand. It kind of looks like a big jewelry box. It's a wooden box, and out of the center top of the box um, is a big metal cup. And the tree is actually sitting in that metal cup. And when you wind the box, and I'll come over and we'll wind it. All right. So it winds up like a clock. It's got a big spring in it. And then when you start it, of course it plays music, but what the listeners won't be able to see is that the tree actually turns. I can vouch that the tree is turning. So in the Campbell's Day, they would have put this tree up on Christmas Day or even Christmas Eve. It only would have been up for a couple days. They really would have lit the real candles hanging on it. I'm certain they would have had a uh, bucket of water or two uh, in the corner of the room just in case an accident happened. Uh, and, you know, a couple days after Christmas, it would all be put away. They didn't celebrate it in the same way, or certainly as long as we do. They didn't put out the decorations two weeks before Halloween, no. you mean? No. 
And they certainly wouldn't have kept them up till January. So that's uh, very different from the way we do it. Things are different. Okay. In this room, there's also a portrait. A huge portrait. Life-size. Life-size. Yeah, that's the right word. With a dog also. So Two t- dogs. Oh, yeah. I didn't see the other one. Okay. Tell me about this. So the library, we have a life-size portrait of James Alexander Campbell, or Jimmy. And he was the youngest of the family uh, that lived in this house. Uh, Campbell's had 13 children. Unfortunately, 10 of them died before the age of eight, but three survived to adulthood, and Jimmy was the youngest of those three. And after graduating from Yale as an undergrad and then getting a law degree from Harvard, he moved to Paris, France, which is where this portrait was painted. And it was painted by uh, uh, one of the finest portrait painters of the day, a man named Jules Lefebvre. Um, uh, And uh, uh, James Campbell commissioned him to paint this portrait and includes not only him, but his two beloved dogs as well. We actually have more photos and images of these dogs (laughs) than we do of the Campbells. So. Wow. They were dog lovers. I got to go back and reverse a little bit here. Ten children under the age of eight died? Ten, yeah. How does that happen? Well, uh, in the 19th century, before um, vaccinations for things, like, for things like the measles or diphtheria, before modern germ theory which is uh, and sanitation, which has eliminated things like cholera, the very young died in huge numbers. Historians tell us that you could expect to lose about 25 or 30% of the children that you had to some kind of ailment or disease. So the death of a child was a very common thing. Now, the Campbells lost almost 80% of their children, so they were you know, off the charts. That would have been quite unusual, and I'm sure as parents, Robert of Virginia were thinking, what's happening? What's, what's wrong here? Uh, and you, know, you could just say they had bad... Bad luck. Yeah, that is really bad luck. Well, I think it's time to talk about who Robert and Virginia were. Uh, Let's start with Robert. So Robert Campbell, he and his wife Virginia bought this house in 1854. It was three years old. It wasn't a new house. And it was uh, a house in a new residential development called Lucas Place. Robert Campbell had come to St. Louis 30 years earlier as a 19-year-old immigrant from Ireland. And when he got off the boat down there at the levee where the arch is today, that was, that was St. Louis, the arch grounds in his day, um, uh, he almost immediately found a job working as a clerk for an outfit called the American Fur Company. He made a name and a career for himself in the fur trade. He helped found Kansas City and owned hotels and banks and railroads and steamboats. And uh, after being in St. Louis about 15 years, he settled down and married this young girl, Virginia Kyle. She was 19, he was 37, and they started their family, and they lived here the rest of their lives. What's remarkable about what I know of of Robert is that he was this Irish immigrant, but then didn't he live in the wilderness? Didn't he survive in the wilderness? Like the the, the Revenant, the movie The Revenant? Exactly. He's a character in that movie, (laughs) That's what I'm I'm just blown away by. Then he becomes an entrepreneur and makes lots of money. What a life. What a life story. I mean, he certainly, you're right, had the type of life— an experience that people you just can't have anymore. It just doesn't exist. To be involved in the fur trade meant that you had to go where the furs were. And of course, there's furry animals all over this country, but the fur traders wanted the beaver. And even by 1825, there weren't large populations of beaver left anywhere on the east side of the Mississippi. So they had to go out to the mountains, to the upper Rockies. 
And they couldn't take a train or uh, even a wagon. The only way to get there was to on the back mm-hmm. of a horse or to walk. And that's typically how they went because the horses carried on their backs all the goods they were going to live off of and trade for. And they, they walked. And his first trip to the mountains, it took nine months and nine days just to get there. Well, let's talk about this house. When was it built? What's the backstory on, on the Campbell house? So the house itself was built in 1851. And it was the first house built in a very new type of residential development called Lucas Place. And this was their family home for almost 85 years. They saw this develop into the place to live, the Fifth Avenue of St. Louis, the most elegant neighborhood around. And they saw it completely transform. And one by one from these windows, they watched every one of their neighbor's houses get torn down. And they were literally living in the last one. Commercial development caught up to this neighborhood and obliterated it, but they stayed. And that's why we're still here. And the building is owned and operated by the Campbell House Foundation, which is a private charity which still raises funds to, you know, keep the roof tight and pay the electric (laughs) bill. And these old houses, as you can imagine, um, take a lot of upkeep and uh, a lot to heat and cool. This building has 14 furnaces. 14 furnaces? 14 furnaces in oh one house. It's, it's not your average house. It's got more than 30 rooms. So More than 30 rooms. Well, let's go check out another room. Okay. How about that? Perfect. Well, we moved on to the kitchen, where in the 1800s, the Campbells had a staff of domestic workers in a 30-room house, and they needed a bell system. Up along the north wall, right along the ceiling, you see 11 bells in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, and each one of these bells is on a little pivot, and that pivot end of that pivot's tied to a wire. And these wires all run along the ceiling and then down the wall inside a box, and then they're uh, fished all throughout the building. And the other end of that wire is attached to a handle. And when you pull that handle tight enough, the tension you make by that pulling fishes its way through the house, and it eventually come down to the kitchen and make a bell ring. Are there different signals for different needs? Well, every bell is a room. Okay. So, yeah. So, when a bell rang, it's requesting a a domestic to come to that room. It says, please come here. Something's needed of you. So, if you came to work here um, uh, as a maid, as a cook, uh, one of your first jobs would have been to memorize which bell was, was which room. So, you knew where to go. Before I forget, I do want to ask, we talked a bit about Robert, but Virginia... I hear she was a pretty remarkable woman. Well, she was remarkable on many levels. As a woman and a mother, she gave birth 13 times. (laughs) That's remarkable. That that is. (laughs) Without a hospital or a doctor. Oh, jeez. She buried 10 of those. Mm. And when I mean she buried, I mean, she didn't literally have to dig the hole. But given the uh, uh, nature of her husband's business, he was gone a lot. And when children died in the past, they would often die very quickly within a few days. So oftentimes her husband went out of town when one of her small ones died, and she had to arrange for the burial. So she was remarkable in that she was physically and emotionally a very strong person. She was socially very active. This house became one of the centers of St. Louis society. And interestingly enough, and this is one of my favorite aspects to her story, is she loved old buildings and historic preservation. And we know that because um, uh, later in her life, she became the vice regent for an organization called the Mount Vernon Ladies Association. And this was a group of wealthy women that were 
in charge of restoring George Washington's house, Mount Vernon, outside Washington, D.C. So we know she was interested in old buildings and old places, and we like to think that she'd be really proud of the work that we've done preserving her own house. Absolutely. Unfortunately, all the other houses around here got knocked down. That's true. (laughs) She wouldn't recognize this neighborhood. There's no No. doubt about that. Now, with all the dead children, I'm guessing there might be some ghosts. Uh, We never say the house is haunted, but we do. There's definitely spirits here because we hear unexplained footsteps or noises. Every once in a while, something is not where it's supposed to be and turns up in kind of a strange place. Um, so I definitely believe there's still people here. I mean, there's weird coincidences that have happened. Things that uh, that had belonged to this family that strangely turn up. Um, you know, someone comes to the door and has uh, one of the Campbell's books because their name and address is in it. And it's just weird stuff like that. So there's definitely um, spirits here. But they're... Quite friendly, I think. Uh, they would have let us know long ago if they yeah, weren't, yeah. They weren't happy with us. You're giving tours daily. So. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, let's go to the dining room. Okay. This season, it's all set for Christmas dinner, which, of course, historically was the focus of the Christmas celebration. Um, uh, most people are familiar with this Charles Dickens story, A Christmas Carol, um, which is, of course, one of the defining you know stories about Christmas. Um, and the whole culmination of that story is the feast and that's what you see the table here the dining room set for the christmas feast the table's set for 10 um very elaborately set with you know lots of china and crystal and silver and running down the center of the table is a set of big silver aperns or kind of centerpieces um uh, and the table is just littered with flowers and Fruit. Now, of course, when visitors come here today, this is all artificial. But in the Campbell's Day at Christmas, this would have all been real. Uh, and the fruit out of the centerpiece, you would have been perfectly welcome to, you know, pick up an orange and, and have make that part of your meal. And, you know, it may not seem very special to us, but an orange in St. Louis in December in 1875 was a, was a rare and expensive thing. So it would have been considered luxurious. Now... The pieces in here, in mm-hmm. this room and the other mm-hmm. rooms, the kitchen and the, where the Christmas trees are, are all of these authentic pieces? That they you, are. Now, how did, they, how did those get preserved? And I, and I read something about photographs yeah. that had existed and then were found, discovered again. Yeah, so that when people come here, they not only see a house that, of course, remains, but, but amazingly, um, this house is so well intact on the inside. Uh, and that's because the Campbells' objects are still here. When the last of Robert of Virginia's sons died in this house, he was a reclusive old man, and he had no close relatives. So the contents of this house were literally put on the auction block. Everything in this building was going to be sold. And that's what really motivated a, a group of St. Louisans to save this house, because here was an opportunity to save part of our city's past, um, the la- like I said, the last of its kind in the neighborhood and filled with interesting stuff that relates to one important family's story. And uh, so they were able to acquire that. So when people come here today, they see the tables and chairs that Campbell sat at. Here at the dining room table, President and Mrs. Grant were guests uh, many times oh, yeah? and, and ate. Uh, and on top of that, about 50 years ago, an album of photographs showing um, almost every room in this house, what it looked like. Uh, in the 1880s. 
Um, uh, and so those photographs have been our guide in restoring the decor, the wall coverings, the way the ceilings are painted, having carpets remade to match what was here in those photos. And that was in the 19th century. Wow. Great discovery to get those photographs back. It was. That's one of those little things you you asked about hauntings, and I said spirits. And that's one of those stories where spirits were definitely at work because that album of photographs was actually discovered in a dumpster. Holy uh, cow. Yeah. I didn't even know that part of the yeah, story. It was discovered in a dumpster by a, a, a St. Louisan who had a barber shop downtown, and he thought it looked interesting and old. And it just so happens that one of his customers was an architectural historian who happened to be the president of this museum's board. And this gentleman came into the barbershop to get his hair cut, and he sits down, and this album ends in his lap. And he says, where did you get this? He said, I found it last week in the dumpster. <laughs> Unfortunately, what else was in the dumpster, we don't know, because, of course, it had already been emptied by then. But, oh but it made it back here. And, and it, that is probably our rarest treasure, uh, to have 60 photographs taken that the inside of one house at one time in the 19th century is, is exceedingly rare. No other building in St. Louis can even come close with that amount of photographic documentation. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.